Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, not bad, not bad. I quite enjoy um, this week. I've had two days off, therefore I have a three-day week and uh, quite frankly, I need more of them. Oh, okay. So you're an advocate for the three-day week. Please please explain to the listeners why you are taking this stance. Um, because it means you only work three days. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I feel like that's enough, isn't yep, it? Yep, like, that's enough of a stance. Yep, that's enough of an in, argument. In all fairness, I think I said this before, but like there was a period where there were so many bank holidays and I, the way my work kind of works, if you work late nights, etc., you get the hours back and you take it back in kind of time in lieu, etc. There was a period for probably about two months where I was working four day weeks every week. It's brilliant. Like it that Love extra it. day is just changes everything. But you kind of get all of your jobs done on that one day. Right. And then, and then you, then you, get you actually actual week- have yeah, a weekend yeah. as opposed to you know what it's like. It gets to a weekend and I mean, we don't have children, so we're kind of talking from a childrenless perspective, which obviously that changes things. But it's like you have to spend a day, like doing bits and pieces, going and doing the shopping, or like cooking, or cleaning, or like going to see the family and stuff like this. And then you kind of get back in, like, oh, well, that's the weekend gone. All right, back to work. And you're there, like, Mate, I am not a responsible adult because I feel like I try and do absolutely nothing adulting over the weekend whatsoever but i do like uh, uh, the idea of if i did had to have to pretend to be an adult my extra day would be the adult day and the rest of it would be the weekend so but with your with the way that you're saying that then scott i would assume you would want your four day week to be monday through thursday friday would be your jobs day and then saturday sunday or would you rather get the monday off because I suppose it doesn't really matter, does it, at the end of the day? Because if you take the Monday off, Tuesday just becomes a Monday, doesn't it? I'm, I think I think I'm overthinking yeah. this idea of it's not what what day do you take mass. off as the three day week? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I think the Friday having the Friday off is quite nice. But again, if you have the Monday off as well, it's not too bad. I feel like actually, like if both me and Verity had that, like the weekend and that you could kind of have your Monday as as kind of your, like, rest day, or you can go and do all your adulting on the Monday because, like, all the shops will be empty, etc. But they wouldn't Um, be empty because everyone would have it off. Well, that's the problem. It depends if it's everybody. Um, So what you're you're saying is that you're going for the idea that you should get a full salary and work four days a week and everyone else should work five? No, that was... It it was just on the basis (laughs) of what what you use the Monday for. I think... uh, Personally, I think everyone for four day weeks it's proven it's yep. it, the evidence suggests that you people are more productive with four day weeks well, they get more work done certainly you get my vote scott scott for president and all i would a thousand percent vote for that if you were uh... i'm amazed in london there's not like so many companies that are like doing that four day week because there's a lot of tr- places trialing it at the moment like there's loads of places around by us that are advertising like we're doing a four day week now um, no idea. as like a trial period for a year 
because they've because the productivity is meant to be higher um they kind of it's one of those things it's like working from home they've shown that you know productivity was actually greater when working from home than it was in an office and things like that it's what it's one of these weird things that they've kind of accidentally stumbled upon well some are going with it i think with some of it and i don't want to go into too many rabbit holes here because this is a sneaker podcast <laughs> and we always start this about any sneaker talk i remember i had to do a training session once about um working from home because we had a lot of uh, I, I work in apprenticeships and naturally there were a lot of apprentices that were thrusted into a new job in a new industry working from home and they had no experience of that. And um, a lot of it was trying to kind of prepare people with the idea of how to have like a healthy work-life balance. And uh, when I was doing a lot of reading, a lot of the reading was actually showing that yes, for a lot of businesses, productivity was going up working from home, but it was because people that normally work nine till five and spent half their day chatting by the coffee machine actually ended up working seven till nine at night and didn't have anyone mm-hmm. to talk to at the coffee machine. So actually yep. it, was, it wasn't it was the fact that they were being more productive, which is the fact that they were working way longer hours, especially during COVID when they had nothing to do. Now it's a little bit different because now you can just go out in an evening but especially during lockdown it was like oh lockdown has shown that working from home is so so much more productive no 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 it's just people don't want to do zoom quizzes in the evening anymore so they're just working <laughs> instead um but yeah i'd, I'd take a zoom quiz Would you know what? should we do I'd, a zoom quiz I, next I think... week do you want to produce a zoom quiz for us and we'll do it on the episode <laughs> oh, good. i could do. <laughs> i think you know what a sneaker this zoom the, quiz I... for the listeners oh yeah there we go there we go. So join in next week for a special episode of Double the Podcast Zoom Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, I do think like there is, yeah. I think now I know, but I love, I love, a, I do love a pub quiz, but a Zoom quiz. That at the beginning, the Zoom quizzes were good. They were fun. They were entertaining. Yeah. I think after the third or fourth time, yep. it got a bit much. But I haven't done one for so long now. You think the I novelty like would be it, there? Is, is, is COVID quite, has lockdown become yeah? Is, is, is lockdown become nostalgic at this point? In twenty twenty three, is lockdown nostalgic? I feel like there are there are some things that will have happened during COVID that we're all kind of like, yeah, I wish I wish we kind of still did that. For some know. people, it's just I wish I didn't have to talk to anyone. I think like for also for some people, as much as for a lot of people, furlough was really really shit. I'm pretty sure if I spoke to Hannah, she would much rather be paid to play Super Mario on the Switch rather than going to Ooh. work. So, oh yeah, yeah it, I think furlough for a lot of people. I mean, you sat around, did nothing, and got paid for majority of people. So, yeah. but I think yes. again, However, we're, we're talking the, the we're talking about not not everyone had it as cushy as that. We we should say, but anyways, we are definitely yeah, going down rabbit yeah. holes now. Don't bring back eat out to help out though. Jesus Christ, I worked, no, I helped out in a pub during eat out to help out, and that was hell. So, yes, yeah, but as the consumer, eat out to help out was fucking great. Look. Eat Out to Help Out was people acted so irrationally. It's like, by the way, um, I've just got to let you know that there's a two and a half hour to three hour wait for food. Yes, yeah, fine. Don't worry about it. You say that now in a restaurant and they'd be like, you fucking what? They'd be, they'd be riots. Like, but people were like, nope. Like, I, I will wait for my food because it is half price. <laughs> and I will wait for as long as I have to. I, yeah, very people were getting, I was there like, really? Like, are you seriously gonna hang around the queues out the door no it's for, well, a, for a tiny little cut like village pub i was gonna say um, i think that's probably because the fact that 
no one went out for dinner for a year and your village probably had one place that offered eat out to help out and one place that people could possibly go i mean you can't walk past a place here that wasn't offering some sort of discount and eat out to help out like there wasn't hour-long queues where i was it was just you walk into a restaurant you sit down and you eat um but that is the difference between me living in the, the 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 big smoke scott the big apple and you living in a tiny little crab apple of a village um, basically yeah anyways yeah. right we're going on too many tangents here i need to take reins i need to take charge <laughs> because otherwise we're going to have another nonsense podcast talking about everything but sneakers and we actually have sneakers to talk about this week we because we finally have a latest pickup you were teasing last week scott that you wanted to buy some shoes i think i can't remember whether i said on last week's episode or whether this was just a conversation that we had but i feel as if almost every hour of every day for the past like <laughs> week or so you've just sent through screenshots of shoes in the sale so like oh, there's so many you can tell when scott really really <laughs> wants to buy a pair of shoes because you can't have a conversation with him because all he does is just send screenshots of shoes that he likes so yeah. all of a sudden the screenshot stopped and then we got a picture come through on the group chat to say oops guess what's in the box so tell the listeners scott what's in the box what did you buy this week i mean right a bit of context obviously because we do the steal of the week and we do look through the sales we spend a lot of time sale watching we we both get very tempted and we said last week there are so many sales on yeah we'll get into this in a bit but if you look i mean there were some that i wasn't looking at but i mean there were some that you literally just messaged me and just went buy them yeah, yeah. Like the 990 V6 for 120 pounds. Yep, 100%. Yep. Like what 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 is going on there? Um so yeah, there was a few and there was I I've said I have a, a list of pairs in the sale that I want to purchase that I will at some point. However, the pair that I bought wasn't included in any of those lists whatsoever. Um <laughs> It was included in one list. Just, it was. It was. It it was my it was my sleeper pick for the year. There we go. Um and it, it was, I say it was fate, but it kind of was because I have kind of had a few saved searches on eBay and Depop and Vinted and all these places just seeing if anything pops up. But um, yeah, the the pair that I ended up purchasing was the Puma Rugi um, B-Ball Suede. Hey. And I tell you what, literally I was just searching, Verity's birthday has just kind of literally just gone a couple of days ago. And I was just having a quick browse through the sales just to kind of see if there was any last little bits really cheap that I can pick up. Normally, I do quite well in picking up like a pair of shoes for 30, 40 quid maybe that she really likes. And great. And on size, um, as I was scrolling, there was a image of this shoe that I very much wanted from the get-go and didn't buy even though multiple people told me to. Bradley, Julia anybody that purchased this shoe basically messaged me and said buy it buy it now and i said no i'm being good um it only took about seven months um also i think at the time at the time the shoe came out i think it was one of those shoes that we kind of assumed being that it's a puma that would kind of i mean if you've got like air max ones and air jordan ones sitting now you kind of assume a puma suede would sit and it didn't it just absolutely blew up everyone loved it went mad yeah it, it literally disappeared and in 11 you know difficult but i literally i went on size i was like nah, it's gonna be like a three it's gonna be like a 3.5 or something silly clicked on it no one size 11 with 20 percent off 
Boom. Take it, put it in my basket, inject it in my veins. Um, I ordered them. They got. I ordered them on the Saturday night. They arrived on the Monday morning. Can't complain. Um, yeah, the the shoe. I mean, the box is lovely. Special edition Puma box, kind of proper Art Deco, like green and gold, stripy. It's quite a fancy box. Very fancy. Um, and it's 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 a bit like um. It feels a bit like a Casablanca box. Oh like yeah, a new yeah, yeah. Nice sturdy. Um, you could knock not someone out of that enough. box. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this came from size, ah. so they clearly had a game of five-a-side with it before nice. it came. So there are some um, quite considerable dents, um, but fine. Also, size, I swear they're the only place that do this, that wrap their boxes with sellotape. Yeah. Don't know, yeah. Why? Um, very confused, but um, the shoe itself is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful shoe like from an aesthetic point of view the pink the kind of sail it it reminds me of the um you know the 550 you had that kind of had that sail outsole that was a little bit too kind of darkish oh, the size exclusive yeah, 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 yeah. it's not it's, 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 like, it's, a, it's like, like a dark cream rather than a sail yeah it's it, it's a bit lighter than that one but it's still like yeah, but it works. It works really well. The big fat laces, I love. They come with a red pair of laces and they come with a white pair of laces, but the sale is staying in there. They're beautiful. I opened them up and Verity went, oh, they're beautiful. Um, some really nice kind of like, almost like snakeskin leather on the back with the gold embroidery. Um, just really nice. I will say, from a quality point of view... Um, I have got dried glue on the one pair, on the one size, ah. like, which is kind of annoying. Um, and I must say, the quality-wise, it's not... I don't know. Does the it look better than not... it actually is? Like, the suede in pictures, the suede looks really nice because it's that nice dusty pink. But is it just the fact that the colour looks nicer than it actually is? I think I think it is a good quality suede. But when we say about, like, brushable suede and stuff, when it's kind of a bit longer and you kind of you can rub your fingers right. on it, it's quite it's soft. A fine, it's not that. It's quite, short suede. It's quite rough to the touch. Um, That's not a bad thing, and it is quite it's quite a thin material. So, like, when it creases, it does kind of... Uh, yeah, it doesn't quite crease like a normal shoe. It, it's nice, and it, it's beautiful to look at. And as I wore them into the office, everybody was going, oh, they're nice. So aesthetically, it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But from a quality point of view, like I say, I've got dried glue on the one, um, and it it was quite obviously a return because like one shoe came with paper stuffing, the other shoe didn't come with paper stuffing. Right. One of them had a shoe that was laced up halfway. Another one had a shoe that was laced up the whole way. Like it was quite. Someone's clear, obviously changed think- their mind and returned it. Yeah, I think somebody's had them. I think somebody might have given them a little bit of a wear and decided they don't want them, um, which is fine by me because they're, I mean, essentially, like I say, I got them essentially in the sale. They are, other than the odd glue mark, perfect. Quality-wise, I don't know. It might be like me comparing Puma to other brands, but like, it's lovely, it's beautiful. It's one of the best-looking shoes um, this year, comfortably. But from a quality point of view, it doesn't, it doesn't match up to some of the other pairs that I've picked up this year, um, which you know is a, is a bit of a shame. But still, like it's it's a lovely looking shoe, and this is going to get a lot of wear during the summer. Like I picked it up for what eighty quid. 
you know for that price yeah we we always say we always say anything under 100 pounds these days is quite a good price so the fact that you've got a shoe like that for 80 quid i mean you can't really complain um there's not a lot of other shoes on your display that are under 80 quid you know what i mean no i think like in terms of quality like it, it it falls into the adidas terrace kind of realm in terms of like it's quite thin it's not exactly it doesn't feel much like a substantial shoe but i think the only difference is the suede and i can't really comment because the suede isn't it doesn't fit it's not soft it's not really brushable it's kind of it is it feels a bit more hard wearing to be honest might not be a bad than thing others then. um exactly it might not be a bad thing so but yeah as a whole aesthetically it is beautiful like that pink with the kind of the slight the swoosh being the slight off-white, the kind of the Puma branding with the hits of gold and that kind of darker sale just works. Like, it's so nice. Um, yeah, for me, it, 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 in terms of, like, when we talk about kind of top shoes, it if we're looking at it from just looks, <laughs> it's right up there. But, yeah, I think um, there are shoes that are, have been better this year. But for a price, like I say, even retail, there were 100 quid retail, like... I'm not expecting them to pull up trees quality-wise for that. Um, but, yeah, really nice. And the, the first Puma I've got in my collection for a long time. Hey, um, there we go. So, yeah, I like it. And, I, you know, it's made me look at other Pumas because this is such a lovely-looking shoe. Um, it's, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what else comes because yeah. there have been some really nice collabs with Puma. Yeah, I think with some of the shoes, um, I, I do think that Puma most of the time create a nice looking shoe but i do think sometimes fit can be a bit funny materials can be a bit funny um i remember recently or in the last kind of few months um as everyone started jumping on the the samba bandwagon i thought oh maybe i'll try and jump on as well it was the same time i bought those sambas from amazon god that 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 time (laughs) that time that happened um i went to natterjacks and had a little look at kind of like a um, Puma equivalent type thing to uh, I can't remember exactly it was a Stenzel something or other I think can't remember exactly what the name of the silhouette was and mm. I remember going into Natterjax trying it on putting on a UK9 and it being absolutely huge and like needing to go a whole size down to fit the shoe and even then the leather looked really nice it was a beautiful kind of creamy uh, creamy leather with the kind of gum sole, beautiful green patterns over the top, corduroy tongue. Um, but the leather was like some of the most plasticky leather. Uh, like it made Panda Dunks look good quality. And it was just one of those things I thought, God, it, they didn't have my size, luckily. Um, like I said, I put the nine on it, was huge. I could have easily fit an eight. But it kind it yeah. kind of almost saved me a little bit. Not that I would have had to buy the shoe anyways, but knowing me, I probably you know when you want a shoe so badly, you probably would have gone. Oh, I'm sure the quality's not that bad, and I probably would have ended up with a creased up, awful looking shoe in a, in a matter of a week. <laughs> um, because yeah, it just it, it wasn't yeah. a very good shoe. But then again, I've got other shoes. I've got kind of Puma runners that will just last and last and last. Beautiful suede, so comfy. Uh, it it do, does tend to be almost like per release whether you're going to get a good one or a bad one. Yeah, I'd certainly. And I think this, I think looking at the shoe, I, I think it's going to age well. I think it's going to be a shoe that ages nicely. I think some of these are the suede ones. Like if you kind of do batter them a bit, they do look a bit tired rather than kind of nice. And I think this one, it does feel like it's quite substantial. And I think like with Puma, they've done some really good collabs 
recently. Um, and it's funny because they're quite high-end collabs as well. You're talking like AMI, Liberty, Dapper Dan, like really good collabs. The shoes, I think they haven't really done anything particularly special with the shoes. Personally, I think they've done some obscure runners that haven't really worked. But like you've got Liberty. If you get a Liberty pattern and put it on like a suede or a Clyde, like you're onto a winner with that because if you do it well, it'll look beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think Puma have very kind of low-key, and I do mean low-key because I think half the time people don't even realise, they're doing some nice collabs with clothing. Clothing in particular is really yeah. nice. Um, but this one took off. People really caught on to this one. I know there's some more Rugi pairs come in. I don't know if they're going to do the same because they're very... They're not quite the same. I think it's just the aesthetic of this with the pink and the suede. It works lovely. Cream. It just looks amazing. He, he just nailed it with this. So, yeah, no, it'll be, um, be interesting to see what happens next because I think the Rugi pairs so far, I think they've been good. It's been a really solid collab for them. And, you know, if they keep pumping out good pairs, it could be a really nice collab for Puma to kind of tick over and just be a solid release every every kind of couple of months, you know, three, four months. Just keep, keep them going, keep it ticking over, keep some eyes on the products. Yeah. Yeah, could be good. Well, talking about um, decent shoes that, that, that could be coming out or should be coming out periodically, that kind of links us in nicely, Scott, to uh, this week's top take. we introduced last week where we ask you our listeners to present us with your spicy stances on whatever it is that you want to talk about this week it could be sneaker related could be not sneaker related you could be saying something a bit hot and spicy you could be trying to spread a little bit of positivity but either way we want to hear your takes every single week and then me and scott are going to give our opinions um do we agree do we disagree who knows and scott talking about shoes that uh, come out periodically this kind of moves us on nicely to this week's top take which is from at dinosaur underscore in underscore in trainers who has said um a shoe that everyone loves that i don't like is the jordan 11 patent leather is for little girls party shoes um <laughs> very interesting take um on the jordan 11 and i think the jordan 11 is one of those shoes that um i think some people absolutely love and some people really couldn't care less about and it does tend to be the patent leather that that kind of does it for a lot of people there's a lot of people that see how iconic an 11 is and will kind of jump on it that way others just won't see the the, the point of it and i know that uh, mr dinosaur here is a big fan of uh, adidas and terra shoes and things like this and if i think about <laughs> if i think about a gazelle it is probably as far from a jordan 11 as i could possibly think so uh, i know that, that that mr dinosaur here does also like a lot of carhoos and runners and things like this but even then a carho is once again very very different from a jordan 11 so scott first of all um do you agree with mr dinosaur in trainers take do you also dislike the jordan 11 and do you think it's for little girls party shoes um 
I don't think the Jordan Eleven is a little girl's party shoe. <laughs> um, I'd be impressed if they were to, if they were wearing that. Oh, um, I I somewhat agree with I I don't really like the Eleven, but I think the Eleven for me is a shoe that I I look at and I kind of like it. Like I've seen people wear it and make it look really good, and I've looked at it and gone damn that's a good shoe but in general no I, I think the 11 is is massively overrated from a from a looks point of view and that actually it's not that good the only reason people buy it is because of the, the history behind it I don't think it's a good looking shoe but that's kind of from a UK perspective because I think the 11 is certainly a shoe that in the UK we don't really go oh my god an 11 it's the 11 release it's the 11 in America that's a different story. Yeah. Like that shoe is a big release year in, year out. The holiday release, you know there's an 11 come in regardless of what it might be, whether it be kind of the originals, whether it be the tuxedo pair, whether whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm not the biggest fan of basketball shoes. Um, and yeah, the 11 for me is kind of like, no, it's not for me in the slightest. Um, in terms of the patent leather, um, yes, I, I generally agree. I think for a lot of the shoes, um, when they do patent leather, it looks terrible. Um, I think of like the, uh, I don't know, the bread patents, the shiny, look at the shiny, shiny, um, you know, it's it, it's like, honestly, it's like magpies. It's like just shaking like a pair of like shiny keys at somebody and kind of to get in there, distracting them. Um I, yeah, I don't, I don't like them. I think patent leather can be used well in a combination with other things. It can be done nicely, but in general, people just go, "Look, it's a patent shoe," and just make it look plasticky and horrible. I have owned a patent shoe, um, and I thought, "Yeah," but that was when I was deluded and um, basically just got sucked into Jordan hype and was buying loads of Jordans, and then realised quickly, "What am I doing? I'm an idiot," and sold most of them. Um, including that one, so I feel like you've definitely side sided with uh, Mr. Dinosaur here. Um, you've also, I feel like you've you've got that off your chest of uh, your previous Jordan experience of uh, reliving re- reliving a time, it, reliving a time that uh, you don't fondly look back on. So the the pair that I had was the Fearless. So that was the kind of the red with the white and the blue. I like that shoe. The colours were beautiful. The the only thing is, I would basically, I would only wear it at Christmas to go with like a Christmas jumper. I don't know why, it just became a Christmas shoe. So I wore it twice a year. And every time I wore it, I'd wear it into school on an on-school uniform day. And all of the teachers and TEAs would go, clown shoes, twat. And that was it. Um, so, yeah, um, I just was So like, really, nah, is, is there a... I, do you actually have a problem with pa- uh, patent leather shoes or is it just bringing back some trauma of kind of work-based oh, bullying? Yeah. That, um, I remember creative recreation shoes that had a lot of patent leather that, again, it's a time in my life I would rather forget <laughs> um, for many, many reasons. Oh, you know, bad ex-girlfriends, bad taste in shoes, just all of it, just lump it all together. Um so there's definitely yeah, some trauma that, that we're unpacking here about you and patent leather. I don't actually think you've got a problem with patent leather. I just think patent leather is reminding you of a time I, that you want to forget in life. I'd, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, 
it is something that I, I don't generally like. I don't mind it in moderation, but I do think brands in general do just go, look, here's patent leather and just shove loads of it yeah. on a shoe and it looks a bit shit um so yes <laughs> it does make me think of like jelly shoes and it does make me think of like yeah kind of with a little bow like little black shoes with a little like glittery bow on them that little girls would kind of it, it does kind of make me think of that um so yeah i i do to a degree um agree with ian um are you mr dinosaur, mr. dinosaur. So, i prefer yeah, calling I, you mr I, I, dinosaur I, I, because mr Dinosaur's a fun I, name to call someone I do agree. Um, I do agree. But the, yeah, there there are other shoes um, that I probably have the same same thoughts about. But what would be, what what are your thoughts on this? Um, I personally don't like Mr. Basketball. Well, I don't personally like the aesthetic of the Jordan Eleven. Um, just because I don't like any basketball shoe aesthetically with my style. Um, the type of stuff that I wear. I mean, I'm only just accepting of a Jordan One High, so I'm a little bit away of a Jordan Eleven. <laughs> But at the same time, I really, really do understand the legacy of the Jordan 11 from a basketball standpoint. I think the Jordan 11 gets to a point where we are almost at the end of the Jordan era where the performance shoe can also get away as a lifestyle shoe. Because there does get to a point where you kind of move on maybe kind of as we start getting towards the... 13s 14s 15s of the world where they do start looking a little bit too performancey especially nowadays obviously the older a shoe is the less performancey it's going to look but we're now talking about shoes that were being released in the late 90s early 2000s and it does start to technology catches up a little bit and things actually start looking a little bit sporty um so i like personally i i'm not a big fan of it that being said on the court, I think a Jordan 11 looks really fucking cool because now, where shoes are so sporty, a Jordan 11 now looks retro. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it, but again, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that in between where okay, a Jordan 11 probably isn't the best shoe to hoop in right now because there is way better technology. But at the same time, you can also understand that it's a little bit better to hoop in than say a Jordan One. It's not quite so flat-footed yeah. and lacking in technology that you can kind of still get away with it. Personally, I don't like the aesthetic of it. Patent leather, I don't necessarily think it's for little girl shoes. Um, (laughs) But I also don't like entire patent leather shoes. The one shoe that kind of comes to mind that I really do like that I suppose has patent leather on it is the Jordan 1 um, metallic purple. Um, The the whole white with the kind of patent leather think it's like a patent leather swoosh and you've got the purple by the heel that is a bit patent leathery um i don't know if it is like a full-on yeah. patent leather but i think that yeah. using that kind of like shiny patent leather in very small doses like you kind of said scott if we're adding it to a swoosh or yeah. adding it to a particular part of a shoe um i i, I don't mind it i don't mind it i'm not quite as out yeah. as mr dinosaur is on the Jordan 11, but that's probably the basketball fan in me coming out, kind of understanding the legacy <laughs> of the Jordan 11. Um, yeah. Is there a shoe, though, Scott, that uh, if you were showing your stance uh, on this whole subject, bad shoes that people love, are there any shoes that you would throw into the mix? What, what shoes do you not like that people do? If we're talking about current trends... All of these silver, shiny, shiny, silver mesh, silver leather, all of this it can go in the bin, quite frankly. Right. They're, 
Like that to me, I know it's a trend and it kind of spans across a lot of shoes because we're obviously seeing a lot of New Balance runners at the moment that are kind of going down this kind of dad shoe runner, but like proper. I know we spoke before about like dad shoes where it was like we were talking about like New Balance 990s and we might throw in some others. Now we're going like proper, you know, my granddad would wear these to kind of go and do the shopping in proper like vintage silver mesh, proper sporty looking retro runners. And I don't, like I think again, I I have no problem with silver on a shoe, as in used in moderation, used well. But some of these, where it's like you've got the Wales Bonner that's all silver, you've got a lot of these New Balance runners that are all silver. Um, to me, it's it's too much. Um, it's it, I clearly have an issue with shiny things. Um, clearly, because but if I if I wanna if I wanna really spice it up, um, Jordan Four. Well, I can kind of tell. I it's can kind of tell. Yeah, it, it, it's I knew impractical. And quite frankly, you were going to say uncomfortable. I, I knew it. I don't think it. I don't think it looks as good as people make out. I th- personally, I think a th- I think a three looks better. Now that might be that's personal taste. The, between a three and a four, they're very different. One is clearly better. I, you know what? I'd take a two low over a four. Like, don't. It, I think the four is just. This is just. This is what people have been told. They like them and whatever. I I don't. I think half the collabs have been meh on them as well. I I just think in general it's a shoe that, in my opinion, is completely overhyped. Again, I get the legacy and I get there's history behind it, etc., etc. But for me, I don't care about any of that. I have no link to it whatsoever, and quite frankly, I just look at it as a a shoe in the Jordan range and whatever. Cool. Yeah. Whatever, bin them off. If that shoe never existed anymore, I wouldn't care less. Wow, we're going as far as deleting the Jordan Four from existence. I'm really surprised that you said about the silver mesh shoe because out of the two of us, you actually like a wide mesh shoe, um, or at least a shoe that falls into the what I would consider that category. Because I still consider like a CL Response to be in that category yeah, yeah, because it is that kind of wide mesh shoe, but a CL response just doesn't have silver on it. So I am kind of surprised it, yeah. that you're it's, making it's that, that silver stance. aspect of it. It's that silver aspect. I think that, you know, that silver aspect of it just, it does take it to another level. And these shoes like a CL response does, but I think it falls more into the kind of 2002 R potentially, maybe not so much the 1906, but I think it's one of those where these the silver shoes that we're looking at, the Wales Bonner might be a bit of an exception because it's a collab, but these are like proper, almost like just old athletic shoes that really aren't... They're like what actual marathon runners would have worn back in the day but don't anymore because the technology's shit. Yeah. Like, it's just not... I don't know, it, it's just not for me. And I, I think this is going to be a trend that will die quite quickly. Um, I don't. I can't see this one. St- I think the runners will stick around, and I think the dad shoe trend will stick around. But this, I'm really gonna wear what my granddad would wear at a barbecue. I think that's there was there was a period where people were buying the Nike Monarch, like the actual t- from Sports Direct, because that was the trend. It lasted about two months and then died on its feet. I think this is gonna be similar. I don't think it. I don't care how many ALD collabs they do. I don't care how many Jound collabs they do. At some at some point, people are going to go. Hey, I I think this maybe has a little bit more legs than that. 
Um, but I do think eventually people won't wear silvery shoes anymore. The one that immediately jumps to mind, I mean, you've already kind of said about it with the kind of New Balance runnery things. I mean, I think it's very safe to say that I'm not really, after kind of the episode a couple of weeks ago, I don't really like the protection pack anymore. Uh, that has definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. So anything protection pack, whether it's the first rain clouds, whether it's the very first 2002 <laughs> Rs now, or the most recent 1906Ds, don't like it. That being said, in general, I think the 1906 is the single, in my opinion, the only 1906 that I think is remotely even semi-nice is the size pair they did with the grey, black, orange and cream. It's the only one that I've looked at and gone that is semi-acceptable to put on someone's foot. But the biggest of all, I would say, is the uh, Yeezy 350 V2, I would probably say. That is a shoe that... Obviously, everyone, or not everyone, but a lot of people absolutely love that I've just never, ever, ever understood. Um, <laughs> it, it, any form of like futuristic or like runner. I don't kind know. of knitted no, 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 shoe, no. it's not, it was never going to no, be. No, I'd even you. go as far never. as like the original Ultra Boost, not really a fan of. NMDs, never been a fan of. I've never, Roshi Runs, never been a fan of. I've never jumped on the mesh runner phase i've just never understood it but if i'm thinking about like the mm. biggest of the mesh runners it's undoubtedly now the 350 v2 or the 350 in general v1 or v2 i've said this before the single only colorway of the 350 in any iteration that i've ever liked is the um tail light and i don't even know why i like it because there's been a hundred others that are like it <laughs> But the 350 tail light yeah. is the single only 350 that I remotely like, um, which for a lot like, of people like is- will very much disagree, especially seeing as we've had another Yeezy kind of go through in the recent week and people have been probably jumping yeah. on 350s. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with that stance. However, I completely get it from your point of view and from many others as well, because there will be a lot of people that like their vintage style runners retro runners actual shoes that look like a traditional yeah. shoe essentially that are going to look at this and go you fucking what because i could name other shoes that probably fall into that category like the fear of god don't one. like it never have exactly um you know any of the yeezys no. well 500 700 other than exactly but then they're say, seven, 700s but they they have a soul. They they have a more of a running aesthetic. But I mean, if I put like the Gyoza on there, the four fifties, three eighties, like they're Ooh, all. I liked the three eighty aliens. I really really tried for those. Didn't get them. Broke my heart. Won the raffle on the next colorway. Returned them straight away because they weren't very comfy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd see. I I mean, I did get rid of mine. Um, and I I don't regret it, but. I must admit, 350 V2s, there is a bit of me that's like, I, I kind of wish I still had a pair, but I just never, I just didn't wear them much. Like, they they were there and they're like, oh, cool. And I, I think, yeah, it's a pair that in my head probably was better than when I got them. And I think that's the same. I see, I still see people wearing them and I just go, cool, easy. Yeah. And move on. I, I never go, ooh, easy. Like, yeah, I think it's, it, that's passed for me. However, um, as a shoe and the impact it's had, obviously. Huge. But then again, all of um, I think I think all why. of these shoes we're saying that all of these shoes have have fairly. But in the Jordan Four, you but, said there you don't like it; it can go mm, in the bin. Incredibly but that's the iconic. Isn't it? Jordan Eleven, really, really iconic. Mister Dinosaur is saying yep. don't get it at all. Three hundred and fifty V two completely changed the world yeah. of uh, sneakers. 
completely couldn't care less if I I would but Thanos I, the 350 can... V2 from existence. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I would Infinity Stone it and it's never existed. But just rewatch those films. I forgot how good yeah. they are. Um, I, no, I agree though. But that that is, and I'm happy to admit that I would get rid of the Jordan Four as opposed to a Yeezy 350 simply because I was around for the 350. I was around for that hype. I have a connection to that moment and everything that's come. Whereas the Four, I wasn't there for. Like I wasn't around at that point. I, I have no connection to it. I have no remote kind of interest in it and that i'm happy to admit that that is that is a bias on my behalf and probably the reason that i don't get it as much like it's just what it is i don't think i agree with your argument there scott would you therefore get rid of the adidas superstar would you therefore get rid of the air force one would you therefore get rid of the puma would you therefore get rid of the air max one would you therefore get rid of the 90 would you therefore get rid of the air jordan one would you get rid of the air jordan two I mean, you weren't no, born because, for any of those. Um, I, you never had a connection with those. No, no I, I, you are correct. However, um, I still think the Jordan 4 looks a bit shit. <laughs> there um, we go. There we go. So there, there, there is that. While a V2, <laughs> while it might not be. <laughs> I like how you tried to make like a... Tell you so what, I'd like to keep the 350 wanted. there because I have a personal no, no, connection no, to I, it. I think, Hang on a minute. Any shoe before 1995. There we go. Are you 95 yeah. or 94? Yeah, I... I no, fine. No. I think that there is a, there is a bit to it that like <laughs> that does play an aspect, but I do think like yeah, with with a with a with a Yeezy, like there are people that will go no no no. I quite like a futuristic yeah. looking shoe. We like, we I'm very we have very opposite opinions on this. Like I don't like anything that remotely shows any sign yeah. of technology, and you love the idea of technology. Mm. So yeah, oh, a- yeah, anything that looks like it's older than twenty years old, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of. So, yeah, we very much have different stances on this. But uh, thank you so much for Mr. Dinosaur for submitting this week's (laughs) top take. If you would like to submit a top take for next week, have a little look out on our Instagram page, drop a comment on the post, send us a DM, reply to our story, get hold of us any which way you can and let us know your takes and we will use our platform to air your opinions. Um, But Scott, uh, we should probably move on to our first segment of the week and that is Shoes Rounds. Every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest head lines that have happened in the wonderful world of sneakers and give our thoughts and opinions this week scott you are taking shoes round so without further ado i'll pass over to you for shoes round gracias so we have some interesting news um and it's a bit of a collation of lots of news stories that have occurred over the past week and maybe a bit longer but the most recent one that's kind of it spikes the interest and kind of made me think about this a bit more is the announcement that Inter Miami um, and Bape are collaborating on a limited edition um, capsule featuring apparel, hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, caps, um, kind of lots of bits, releasing on Saturday the 19th. Um, and it will be available exclusively at Bape stores across the globe in China, Hong Kong, Japan, Taiwan, and the United States. Um, now, the big thing with this into Miami, um, if you are kind of aware, I mean, I'm. I think most people, even if they're not really into football, probably Ronaldo aware that plays Messi for them. plays for them oh, now. Wrong, wrong yeah, guy, yeah, sorry. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the the small one, not the tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah, Ronaldinho, one of, one yeah. of them's. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this we, this collaboration has appeared, and this one kind of makes sense because it's a bathing ape who have collaborated with Adidas a new number of times, who are the kit producer for Inter Miami. 
Also, you've got Messi, who is obviously massive PR machine at the moment. It's uh, kind of a match. Everything is coming together at the right time. However, what is also interesting is some news that occurred earlier in the week. So, the first um, being um, an announcement from um, Birmingham City Football Club. Yeah, figure that one out. Because um, Birmingham City um, announced that... um, Los Angeles-based streetwear brand, Undefeated, um, will be doing the designs and become the premier sponsor for their home and away kits for the foreseeable future. Um, now, they've become the principal partner and sponsor, but also, um, surprisingly, have been listed as the new creative directors of Birmingham City Football Club. Um, very, very strange. Um, but yeah, essentially, they have been announced that they will be taking forward all future strategic merchandise and other marketing projects between the brand and the club from here um, including jerseys other capsule clothes um, hoodies and all this that comes off the back of um, about a month ago an even weirder um, kind of collaboration um, so to speak because Kid Super um, who have done a number of really good collaborations with Puma um, are taking over as the again as the creative force behind um, Puma produced Barnsley FC, who are playing League One. Um, so again, Super um, Kid Super will be creating the kits and also pushing merchandise and marketing um, going forward. I mean, just to kind of put out there that um Colm Delane, who is the founder of Kid Super, um, not too long ago was doing Louis Vuitton collaborations, um, and has done a number of kind of collabs with huge brands um across the globe. So for him to go to Barnsley is a bit of an odd one, again as creative director. Not to mention that came off the back of Crystal Palace, um, who announced a creative director, um Kenny and Ann Jonathan um, who has been appointed to oversee its power line and partnerships with brands going forward. Um, I mean, Crystal Palace, 11th in the Premier League last year, kind of good, solid team, didn't really do anything particularly special, no offence to Crystal Palace, but um, kind of a mid-table team, not kind of one that you would expect. But again, um, Anand Jonathan is kind of, he's a marketing veteran, um, specifically with sports. So him taking control and his first project being a autumn winter apparel collection nothing to do with the kits um he is there to create fashion and clothing to push the brand of crystal palace football club forward um what we're seeing is a trend of quite big name collaborators becoming more intrinsically kind of a part of these football teams now it's not like with We've seen previously with Daily Paper doing collabs with Ajax for a kit. Obviously, we've seen the likes of Palace and Juventus. All of these kind of one-offs. They are a brand doing something with a kit. One season, done, sorted. This is long-term planning. Not just from a football perspective, but from a wider lifestyle perspective. Which is it's interesting because I've had discussions with people recently about how, do, how does football become almost what basketball is, where it's not just a sport, it has infiltrated people's style and their lifestyle? Because 
you know, it, it's different. It, it's completely different. You can't wear football boots, you know, studded football boots kind of walking around the, the runways and stuff. So it's interesting to see all these brands. And into Miami makes sense. The other ones, Barnsley, Birmingham City, very obscure football clubs that are seemingly being very forward-thinking as to how they go forward with just promoting the brands, promoting the football club, and regardless of what they're doing from a on-the-pitch perspective, off the pitch, they want to become household names in a different way. Um, and I think this is really interesting and a really interesting way of going forward. But I know you actually, when I explained this to you, went through it, you had some very interesting thoughts on this that I, I hadn't really thought of. Um, yeah, number one, this is all Ryan Reynolds' fault. Um Purely, I'm I'm being deadly serious. This I reckon all of this oh, is purely off the back he's of Wrexham. Got a huge part. Hundred percent. Wrexham and the Welcome to Wrexham documentary has proven that a non-league team in the UK, in the middle of fucking Wales, can become a huge phenomenon of a team purely based on marketing. So if you take a club like Wrexham that no one even knows existed or no one knew existed prior to um, this documentary, now all of a sudden is the talk of football, has huge expectations, millions of followers, huge investment. Like I saw an advert for the second series of Welcome to Wrexham coming out soon and I'm genuinely excited. I don't even watch football and it's one of my favourite shows it's going to be a good yeah, watch yeah 100% and i think it's it, i think genuinely think that has a huge huge impact on it all of these brands are realizing because i think there's been a big swing in the fact that people aren't as caring of the big teams anymore um again i'm just thinking about this from like an outsider looking in i'm speaking to a lot more people that are very open of the fact that they support lesser known teams and I think I don't know I feel like this kind of welcome to Wrexham movement has all of a sudden made it a little bit more cool to support these kind of lesser known teams and I think with that these kind of brands are um, jumping on the, the the idea that someone like a Birmingham can become an overnight sensation in the streetwear world because of the fact that um, they're sponsored by someone like Undefeated that being said it's also football shirts have never been more popular than they are now. You cannot walk down Shoreditch or Soho without seeing someone wearing a football kit. And people aren't wearing football kits from well-known teams. People are trying to find the most obscure classic football shirts that they possibly can. And if you're someone that is into streetwear... How much cooler is it going to be for you to have a kid, a kid super Barnsley shirt than it is a Palace Juventus shirt? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think mm. that where we are with fashion at the minute, especially in the UK, football shirts have never been more popular than they are now. Combine, combine that with the fact that someone like Wrexham can show that small teams can get huge publicity. This make I, I really don't see this as like a big oh, this doesn't make any sense, literally makes the most sense right now. It makes more sense for someone like Undefeated to team up with Birmingham than in my eyes it does for them to team up with Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that to me wouldn't make mm. any sense. Jordan PSG, okay, who really cares that much about it anymore? Again, Palace Juventus, who really cares about that anymore? 
Bearing in mind, we've never spoken in nearly three years of doing this podcast, or is it nearly three years or nearly four years? Nearly four, however many years of doing this podcast, nearly 200 episodes of doing this podcast, we've never had a news story about football shirts, and we're here today talking on the internet about football shirts. Hasn't it, hasn't it worked? It makes yeah. so much sense to me. Yeah, this thing, I, I think when, I, when it came up, I just thought, especially for someone that's obviously very much into football and, you know, does... Like Barnsley, Barnsley play in the same league as Cheltenham, who you know I I kind of is my local team, um, and it, it's mad to me because you are there like Barnsley kids, like what? Okay, and then the whole the whole Birmingham, I mean that to me like being from the Midlands originally, you talk about the big teams and sorry to any Birmingham City fans, but in general Villa, West Brom. Wolves, they're the ones that have always been. I've seen lots of supporters from for them. I, you know, they're it, it's it's a team that is kind of well known in the middle. And then you've got Birmingham, who who are in the same mix but aren't spoken about. And it is a bit like that's 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 a, that's an odd choice, but it does make sense. Like you said, if you picked one of these big boys, okay, Obvious. like say I don't know, pick a Man United. Uh, what, what's that going to do? It's also going cool. to cost Brilliant. probably so new... much more to sponsor these clubs than it is anything else. Like, how much do you reckon these teams yeah, yeah. have to pay to be on the front of a Man United shirt in comparison to how much they have right, to? Yeah, they, exactly. They'll get exactly the same publicity right now. Like, you've sent through so many articles from High Snobiety, from other kind of professional organisations, from Hype Beast, from saying about, like, oh, this is so weird. All this is is publicity for Birmingham and publicity for undefeated. Yeah. And undefeated have probably had to pay a fraction of the cost um, actually doing this for Birmingham than anything else. And especially, like I said, now with the with the um, kind of style, someone that likes undefeated would quite easily walk down Shoreditch today wearing a pair of baggy jean shorts. Sambas mm. and an undefeated Birmingham shirt, and they'll be like, "Yep, cool. This yeah. is a great look." And it's like see, you you wouldn't see that yeah. a few years ago. I think it's working the other way as well because I think like the big brands, like the big football clubs, so to speak, are also they're working with kind of smaller streetwear brands as well. Like they're working with local, smaller, and again because it's it's not your big boy brands working with your big boy brands. People are going, "Oh." You know, it, and it, it, it's it's working. I mean, I think as a whole, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it is just really smart marketing um, from them. And I think it's works. It has works. Um, and there will be people that are buying kits now um, because, like, yeah, what, why wouldn't they? Um, why won't they buy a Birmingham kit or a Barnsley kit? It's different. It's it's not really much of a conflict for a lot of them either as well. So yeah, I, I think this is really interesting. I like it. I like where it's going. And I think it's a smart move. I do think as a whole, from all of these clubs that we've mentioned, um, I'd, yeah, I think, I think it's a smart move from them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how this develops and see who else goes down this path as well. Um, because it's weirdly, it's American brands with UK football teams and very obscure UK football teams as well. So clearly somebody there has got their foot on, kind of their finger on the pulse of uh, UK league, lower league football, as they would, I guess. Again, Wrexham, why wouldn't they? Um, But yeah, on that, that's the news. 
So, I'll pass over to Matt for our second segment, Double Up, Double Down, where we look at the upcoming releases for the next week. We pick a double up, something we like, a double down, something we dislike, and a sleeper pick, something we think is going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. And on that, I'll pass over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. didn't work out i couldn't work out whether you were like trying to burst into song there or whether you just like gradually deflated <laughs> i was yeah. repressing it um, i don't know whether you were like oh man we're not talking about football anymore i don't want to be here now i know it doesn't happen very often i know honestly when you send through those links like we're going to talk about football shirts this week i was like oh god do we really have to um I mean, I get basketball references every week and I have no fucking clue what you're on about. So give me this. Give me this one. Fine, you've had it. We can't talk about football now for another 10 years. Um, Right, anyways, moving into Double Up, Double Down. Uh, The Double Up this week is an Air Max 1. Air Max 1s are not slowing down at the minute. They are coming thick and fast. And the Air Max 1 that we are talking about this week is the Air Max 1 Bronze, which is releasing on the 18th of August for a recommended retail price of £145. Now, with the Air Max 1 Bronze, if you imagine a kind of traditional panelled Air Max uh, 1, um, kind of white mesh along the top, white midsole, kind of uh, black, white and coloured outsole. Um, But in the traditional sense of an Air Max 1, where we kind of have the panelling, the kind of mudguard area around the heel, the swoosh, the branding on the top of the eyelets, the branding on the tongue, etc. It's in this really nice, nice bronze kind of burnt orange colorway and alongside that on the side of the shoe where you would normally have kind of like the gray suede overlays um kind of moving up the side of the shoe up towards the eyelets it's almost like a little bit of a bronzier kind of shade to it so if we think about kind of like a traditional air max one but in this kind of burnt bronze colorway and scott I think this is one of my favourite Air Max 1s to release this year. And the reason for it is it reminds me so much of one of my favourite Air Maxes of all time, which is the Air Max 1 Curry. It's a slightly different shade of basically the Air Max 1 Curry. And I love the Curry. Never picked it up just because of the fact I wasn't really into my Air Maxes back then. And now I'm very, very excited for this shoe to potentially hit the sales at some point this year. And I can kind of get my uh, uh, second up runners up prize for missing the Curries. God knows how long ago. Because I think this, this to me... For someone that has said, in my opinion, the Monarch, the the Pater Air Max 1 Monarch is the best Air Max to ever be made. This looks like one of those shoes that you could kind of substitute in for the Pater and have it as like an everyday wearer and keep the Patters for the nice special occasions. So the fact that it kind of reminds me of the Curries and it's very, very close to my favourite Air Max of all time. I think this is just an absolute winner. I picked it the double up from a personal reason. It will sit. It will go in the sale. Guaranteed by December, you'll be able to pick this shoe up for about 100 quid, maybe 90 quid if you're really, really lucky. But still doesn't take away from the fact that it's a bloody nice Air Max 1. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, Not my favourite, but it's not the worst either. Um, I don't know what, I think that that leather at the front, I don't know, it's thrown me for some reason. I can't, I don't know why. Um... Yeah, it, it, it's 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 yes, it's all right. I don't know. I'm I'm very indifferent about this. Weirdly, um, love an Air Max One. I think there's been so many of them recently, though, like so many. Um, 
it, I don't know whether it's a good or a bad time to be an Air Max One fan because it's a good time because there's so many, but because it's also so a bad many. time because yeah. who has the bank account to keep <laughs> but up? But the good with thing them? is, a lot of them you don't um, have to. Like we've been talking about steals of the week every single week, and it's so hard not to pick Air Max Ones every single week because they're just always hitting mm. the sale. It's so rare that they're really like a massive, massive sellout unless it's a collab or something like that. Yeah. Um, I know you said there about the leather on this. I think that obviously is one big difference between, say, the. Um, uh, like the curries or something like that. Like it's not obviously every single day you get leather on Air Max ones across the toe box and, and things like this. And depending on the pictures that you look at, it does look more brown than it does orange. I'm looking at the sneakers app now, and when you kind of look at some of the top pictures, it does look like a kind of burnty browny orange. But then when you scroll down to see the kind of zoomed in pictures, it is a little bit more brown leather than it is anything else. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what these look yeah. like in hand. But whether it's brown or whether it's burnt orange, either way, I still like the idea of uh, um, kind of the, the colorway. I mean, we say it every single week, Scott have something that is neutral tone brown and cream and uh is basically a cheat code at this point this has kind of like a, a bronzy yeah, yeah. creamy suede upper white mesh brown leather this uh, one of the most wearable yeah. air max ones you can have right now exactly yeah no agrees um yeah it's it's it's, it's not a bad shoe it's not like I say for me it's not quite there but yeah yeah, I've seen worse. I'll, I've I'll seen take worse. it. I'll take it. Well, moving on to a shoe that you might have seen worse, but maybe not worse this week. Um, the double down for the week. Uh, we are going with the Otto 958 times Asics Gel Flex Key Pro, um, which is releasing on the 15th of August for £165. Um, Scott, if we imagine kind of like a typical terrace low profile looking shoe, um, with kind of leather upper, um, the the big kind of long tongue that you would typically see in a samba, but this time in kind of like a leather O. It, it, it's a funky looking shoe. Um, the, there's two colorways that I can see on end at the minute. It's a, a there's a green colorway, and then there's also. Um, uh, kind of a, an alternative colorway that's a little bit um, more like kind of gray. The one I really, really don't like is the green. Um, it's a very shiny, all green upper. The upper literally looks like it's been taken off of an Asics football boot. And all they've done is taken the studs off it and whacked this kind of big, thick black kind of um, midsole outsole on it um, but they've also kind of run out of material for the midsole because towards the front there's just gaps in the <laughs> midsole and um, it just looks yeah. a little bit too football-y shoe it looks too much like a football boot for me basically which is the reason why I don't like it um, this is something that is personally not for me but once again I'm going to see the same person who's rocking the uh, undefeated Birmingham shirt with their baggy jean shorts and uh, technical sunglasses wearing a pair of these and probably making it look cooler than I ever could do um, but for me this is a big 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 hell no Ooh. don't tell me you like this I, I, uh... oh, of course you do <sighs> right there, no right there's a bit to me I saw these initially and went if you tell me it's because you like then a Predator also... boot or something like that, that, if you like Predator boots, buy Predator boots. Don't buy shoes that look like Predator boots. I'm not going to lie. There is something about the tongue. Oh, <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I'm more interested in these than I am the Air Excuse Max. Excuse me? And I don't know why. 
I, I, honestly, I don't right, know why. I'm interested in what um, it's like once you die, but it doesn't mean I want to die. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's interested in and there's like. Interest, that's an interesting way of putting it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm so indifferent to the Air Max, and when I saw these, they did genuinely catch my eye, and I was like, I need to have a look at these. Um, I think there's there's a lot to it. There are some a lot of things on this that I don't like, but there's also some quite a lot of things that I do quite like. I think it, it I think it's the tongue. I think the tongue is throwing me. It really is. I mean, even recently I've looked at a samba with a big tongue folded down. Oh and no, gone. no no no! Well, I like the big tongue sambas these days, folded down, but they're nice, normal looking sambas. This thing's got like bits missing on the outsole. The laces don't even go straight. When you look at this shoe from front on, the laces go down inside the shoe like a football boot would. Like, this is... I, I can't stress it enough. This is a football boot with a funky midsole on it. Yeah, but I mean, there was a period where they made a pair of Predators, like old-school Predators, and put a boost sole God, on it, awful. like, with a plastic... With, like... Honestly, and I was there like, if this wasn't 250 quid... Oh, you like football too much to not like these. And I don't know why I'm pitching this as a double down for yeah. someone that literally just lives and breathes yeah. football. So, yeah, no wonder you like this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the thing. It's it, This is when people have basketball shoes and go, oh, yeah, like, to me, I'm seeing so many things on here that are like... Because it doesn't even say anywhere about football inspiration. Because... Like it, it does. There is a yeah. lot of things there that are very. Old it does. School it does say. Yeah, so even the shape. Even the shape. It does say. It. So score big with the Asics times Otto nine five eight gel flex key pro in the game changing hunter green and black colorway. Um, the Asics MVP of athletic footwear brings his A game with gel technology. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it doesn't necessarily. It says um, taking these kicks to championship level in the fashion game. Uh, they boast a qu- yeah, a quilted so. toe box and an off center lace system, um, ingeniously crafted to maximize the contact surface between the ball and your foot again no one's playing football in this so just put the laces straight <laughs> yeah but that's no fun is it um no i yeah i get I, why I you think, like this you're yeah i get it, why it? you like this i don't get why you like this this is literally the same as me saying like oh one of my favorite shoes is a jordan 32 because it's a basketball shoe and i like basketball but sure i'll, I'll accept it i'll accept your stance on it yeah, but a, 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 a samba was an indoor football Yeah, but it's not shoe. anymore, is it? Like, yeah, I, I mean, do people still play basketball? Is 32 no, the most recent like 38 one? No, or 37 is like one of the most recent ones. It, it, it's it's more it's more it's more like you saying a Jordan one, like you playing back. That, that's I made this point literally earlier. The Jordan one these days doesn't look like a basketball shoe. I literally made this point. Anyways, I'm not going down this. I'm going to talk about a sleeper pick, and I think you're gonna. I'm, I feel like you disagree <laughs> with this one as well, and I almost don't agree with myself with this one. But again, I feel like the 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 same <laughs> attraction you're having. You've done what yeah. I did last week, where I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I know I do really really like this shoe. But the first time I ever saw a picture of this, I thought, what the hell is this monstrosity? And the more and more I've seen pictures of it, the more I'm like, I can actually really, really like this shoe now. The shoe I'm talking about is the New Balance Warped Runner, uh, which is releasing on the 16th of August for £155. Um, This shoe kind of looks like 
an alien shoe made a baby with a Teddy Santis New Balance 990 is probably the best way to describe it because when you look at that midsole, it looks like some funky futuristic looking midsole, but it just has this beautiful, like, suede kind of creamy brown upper with this kind of weird mesh and big New Balance logo on the side, and it's got like cream laces scott and it's just all sorts of weird and wonderfulness it it, it really it, i shouldn't like it because i've just said anything that looks like it's come out of the future i'm not a fan of but at the same time as i said it has such a, a an old school it has such a familiarity to it because of the fact that it has these materials that look like the shoes that we love i'm really starting to to kind of come around to it um but yeah the 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 warped the New Balance warped runner. I think I'm a fan. I've seen this shoe a lot recently. I have, yeah, and I think that's probably why I like it. It's been drilled into my brain. I love the colorway. Beautiful, yeah. Again, it's basically brown, beige, white. It's hard not to cheat codes. Yep. The one thing that pisses me off about this shoe is that fucking printed N logo. Oh, I really like the printed end. No, gimme, gimme, gimme black suede. Gimme, like oh, okay. A, put put a black patent N on it. I don't know. Just, it, I, Ooh, I think that actually would quite look yeah. quite nice. <laughs> I think, I think it's just, it, it's that printed for one hundred and fifty five pounds. Like I don't know if you print something on that like that. I just, I don't know. I, it it looks cheap to me. That bit looks cheap, and I think it makes the whole thing look a bit cheaper. Um, the weirdly the suede no, looks quite enough. good but i think the rest of it looks a bit i don't know it doesn't look like a premium new balance shoe to me it's a bit of an odd it looks one. like it's going to be comfy as hell though don't it oh yeah this is the thing i, I i'm quite digging this shoe i'm not going to lie like i, I think it's really they, comfy i think somebody could do an absolute madness of a collaboration on this and it could be yeah. up there for one of the best shoes of the year I think. Oh, this really surprises me because I had a funny feeling you'd told me I was crazy no, for liking this I, shoe. I, I like this. It's just that printed yeah. end. That is that is the only thing on this shoe. Right. The only thing I would say, me. the only thing I would say though, is 155 pounds. As much as we know it's an expensive shoe, it's not upper tier for New Balance. This is not a made no, in not. anything. And when you think about the fact that nowadays, unfortunately, like 2002 R's and 1906s retail for nearly 155 pounds, I think in the grand scheme of things, I would say that this looks on par with the materials to a 2002 R or a 1906. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though, because like, if we look at that price point, it's similar to a really. It's only what ten pound off a premium Air Max One, and if an Air Max yeah. One came with a printed swoosh on the side, I think we'd go. That's a bit cheap. Like, yeah. it, it, but that's their premium end, isn't it? Compared to New Balance, this is yeah. their kind of mid slash cheaper end. So average age, know. average yeah. age, average range nowadays. Yeah, I, 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 I do like the shoe. I think this is this is one that I, I, wow. I would, I would like to try on. I, there's not many shoes that I kind of look at and go, I really want to put that on my feet, but I'd like to try just to see what it feels like. Because like I say, it looks like it's going to be really comfy. It does look like it's going to be super comfy. Um, well, I'm, I'm really surprised with that last one, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, we, we, we kind of disagreed on the double up, disagreed on the double down, but I'll take an agreement on the sleeper pick. One out of three ain't bad, Scotty boy. Um, have we got a steal of the week this week, though? Steal of the week. 
we do, we do. As I said, I've been going through the sales a lot at the moment, and um, this pair was one of the pairs that I wanted to buy. And if, quite frankly, if that Puma hadn't have appeared, I would have bought this one. And at some point this year, I will get this shoe anyway. Um, But it's the Adidas. Sometime this year, I'm really not. I won't be surprised if by this time next week we're not talking about this on the latest pickups for you. I mean, at the price point, maybe. Adidas Campus times Bodega times beams 110 pounds down to 55 55. and there is a size run of a uk6 through to a uk 11 and a half full and half sizes available um this shoe is again it brings two massive collaborators together in terms of bodega and beams um bodega with the kind of the art fashion design and then you've kind of got beams renowned for kind of premium lifestyle and kind of slightly different takes on things the two of them together. Um, this is meant to be part of a collegiate program um, with a collegiate colour palette, um, but essentially this is a really premium, long-haired suede campus, like a lovely, almost like slate grey, sail-out sole, brown laces, brown leather hits at the back with sail stripes along the one side, and then on the other side you've got, so on the same shoe, so the lateral side you've got the... Um, white stripes the sales stripes and then on the medial side you've got the brown stripes um it looks incredibly premium then you've got the gold kind of details with campus and the bodega and beams um kind of branding on it as well this shoe is absolutely stunning i love it how it is in the sales i do not understand at all um there's going to be somebody that goes oh it's because it's an adidas and nobody cares do one it's beautiful and this shoe is lovely and for £55, that is an absolute bargain. Have you got it all out? Yeah, buy this shoe, everyone. It's lovely. But just leave an 11 for me. Please. Leave an 11. You were really, really calm and composed throughout that whole thing and then all of a sudden <laughs> I could tell that you got really excited and you were calling people out for hating Adidas. And that's when I, that's when I know you get excited about an Adidas shoe because you start automatically like troubleshooting people that like Nike. Um, not everyone, Scott, is one or the other. Sometimes people like oh, both. I don't know. I, um, there's not many of us. There's not many you of us. Are re- you really are like fighting the fight. For, I'm, I'm for, seeing uh, it a lot at the moment online. I don't know why, but there seems to be a lot of people. Maybe it's threads maybe it's just the impact of threads. you need to get I've off threads yeah i haven't been on it for you need a while, to get to off fair. threads i don't think many people are <laughs> anyways i like this shoe um i really liked it when it first came out there wasn't a lot of release info here in the uk when it did come out um but i'm really really happy to see it now hitting the sales because a lot of people that would have wanted this shoe now get an opportunity to buy it and get an opportunity to buy it cheap like yourself so yeah very very happy to see this one I mean, hit the sale this is beautiful but as a whole han and sale just go and look because you will find something. Um, it is very, very good sale. True. Um, all right, Scott. Well, this moves us in nicely to our final segment of the week, the one that you love more than anyone else, and that is the Doubled Up Podcast, Triple Up. That was the biggest eye roll I've ever <laughs> seen from you in the fucking world. Wow! Wow! <sighs> Look, I'm feeling do, do, do you need me to do, do you need me to come up with a new game? Is that what it is? Are you fed and t- are you fed up and tired of this one? I'll come up with a new game. It's, I can come up with one on the spot. It's not even that. It's just the fact that I don't I, I don't know what's coming, and quite frankly, <laughs> it sometimes it's ridiculous, and sometimes it's 
all good. Um, right. Anyway, Scott, this week we're not talking about shoes. You have to tell me which one of my toes is the longest. All right. <laughs> so uh... easy, your middle one. You're a hobbit. <laughs> wow, that was a little mean. Um, I'm, I'm talking about correct. You. I think I think so. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this I win. Is getting weird, I win. So... <laughs> This um, is getting well, weird, so we're going to back to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks for uh, cancelling us because we've just spoken about feet on the internet. Um, but anyways, <laughs> going back to hey, the segment, to explain to the, list, to explain to the listeners that have actually hung around after going, who the fuck are these weirdos and turning off? The people that are still here and listening to us. Uh, every single week, I present Scott with three shoes, and alongside those three shoes, a question or challenge. I give Scott 30 seconds to think of his answer, and then he must immediately present me with said answer. Um, we keep scores in this segment, which is why Scott is normally not very happy, but he is on a winning streak at the minute, currently being 16 wins, 15 losses. Um, Scott, are you ready? I say yes, but you know I never am. Yeah, I don't know why I ask at this point. Uh, anyway, Scott, uh, the shoes that we are talking about this week, Nike Air Max 1 Watermelon, Nike Air Max 1 Curry, Nike Air Max 1 London. Ooh, Put these Air Max 1s that all happen to be some of my favourite colourways in order of last sold price on StockX in a UK9. So let me just repeat the shoes, the Watermelon, the Curries and the Londons. 3, 2, 1, go! Uh, London's beautiful shoe. Um, really good. Lovely shoe. Yeah, I think that that's one of the best Air Max ones to release, I think, actually. Um, the Watermelon is the interesting one because that's a GR that went in the sales, but that is a cult classic. Um, that's a bit of a curveball in there. Um, and then Curry's... I'm assuming, are we talking about most recent release? That was yep, 2018 one? or whatever it is. Yeah, I see that. You know what? I loved the red curry more than I did the, the normal curry. Ooh, I like all one. of the curries. They were all very the good. The green curry's they really were. nice as well. Yeah, they were. Um, again, that's kind of an interesting Your 30 one. seconds is up. Sorry, I don't know why the timer didn't go off, but your that's 30 seconds is up. Fine. Um, right, I'm going to put the curry bottom. I think the curry is the bottom one. Um, I, okay. I think people don't appreciate that shoe enough. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go watermelon top and I'm going to go with the London in the middle only because simply off the basis of when I scroll through resale pages I see the London appear quite a bit whereas I very rarely see the watermelon that's literally my only logic because I don't know with this between the two of them because they're both amazing yeah, I tell you what, I cannot. You are whatever you're having for breakfast in the morning, Scott. Keep having it because you are once again uh, correct. Um, if we're looking, I am absolutely <laughs> astonished by this. The reason why I picked these shoes was because of the fact that, as I said, my double up this week it really reminded me of the Curries, and that made me think, oh, maybe I'll do a segment on mm. some of my favourite Air Max colorways. Um, Outside of the Monarch, the Watermelon is one of my favourites. I love the Curries, love the Londons, love the Amsterdams. Like, there's so many Air Max colourways um, that, that, that are just absolutely iconic, even some of the ones that are more recent. And then, of course, you start going back years and years and years, and you have some yeah. truly kind of iconic colourways. But they're some of my kind of more favourite ones in recent years that uh, I really regret not being into Air Maxes a whole much yeah. during that time because, uh, yep. Now, uh, I cannot buy those shoes at all, especially when, Scott, considering the fact that the last sold price for a Watermelon Air Max 1 was £495. What? Um, yep, 
£495. Lois ask, Lois ask right now, 613 Madness. I think that's probably StockX. I think that's probably StockX stats skewing. You know how sometimes these shoes have weird StockX prices. I'm sure if you went on eBay, you could probably buy a, a pair cheaper. But yep, last sold price 495. London's last sold price 392, and the Curry's last sold price 218. So yes, you were correct. Watermelon tops. London in the middle. Curry. Yes, huge. Big big jump. Yeah. Damn. Even with the watermelons. Um, it, you know how it says like the last sold price and whether it's gone up or down from yeah, the price yeah. sold before. Um, it is it's gone up eighty nine pounds. And even if I look on StockX now with the watermelons, it says sell for three hundred and seventy five. So someone has a um a bid on there for three hundred and seventy five pounds. Wow, I mean it, it's that is the complete definition of you know today's GRs and tomorrow's Grails, like yeah, literally. Hundred percent. Um, it's madness. It's a beautiful shoe, but that is madness. Yep. Um, but there we go, Scott. You are 17 and 15, so you're in a little bit of winning ways. And uh, long may it continue. I better up my game for next week. Um, this episode's been a little bit longer than it has been recently, so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed an episode full of us talking about feet and all sorts of weird and wonderfulness. Football shirts. God, I don't even, did we even talk about shoes this episode, Scott? Or is it just kind of all sorts of weirdness and, and wonderfulness and things that we don't normally don't talk about? I don't know. Um, you made me just want to curry now. I'm hungry. Ooh. Maybe I'll, I might make a curry tomorrow. It's a little bit late for me to start making a curry now yeah. recording, but maybe I'll have a curry and uh, I'll make one tomorrow. Korma, um, tikka masala? What are you going for? Maybe maybe when you come down for All In, we can go out for a curry. Oh, see, yeah, Ryan won't be happy if we don't get japes, though. Sorry, japes. Doesn't sound Sorry. as good, does it? It's right, definitely japes. We, we really are going on a tangent. We're talking about our personal <laughs> plans here on the podcast now. <laughs> I think that's a good opportunity for me to say thank you very much for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore Sneaker Teacher. Speak to you next time, guys. And as always, peace and manusom. Chicken tikka masala, pilau rice, and a keema naan. Bullshit order.